Have you ever felt like something was holding you back from reaching your health goals? It could be your mindset and the way that you are looking at those goals. Now, what if you were to combine your faith growth with your health goals at the same time? Maybe that could be the recipe you are looking for. That's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. So stay tuned. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Redefining Balance. I am so excited that you are here to hang out with me today. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, your host, and today we are in for a treat. And I say it's a treat because anytime that we can combine any of the eight areas of life, I consider that a win. (laughs) And I think that that is definitely a good thing. Now, if you are newer to the show, when we talk about the eight different areas of life, we're talking about your faith, your marriage, parenting, health, home, career finances, and friends, and fun. And today we're talking about combining faith and health. I know. These are the things that I think we're all trying to get into every single day, right? Like growing in our faith, by getting into the Word of God, and by growing towards our health goals, by exercising and taking after good care of our health. But sometimes trying to find time to do all of the things can be very, very difficult. Now, when we talk about setting health goals, I think it's something that we all do, right? We we set these goals for ourselves, but then things can kind of keep us from following through on those goals. And oftentimes it can be our own mindset and the things that we're telling ourselves. But what if our growth that we are looking for for our faith can help us stay true to those health goals? That's what we're going to be talking about today with our guest, Kelly Wenner. Kelly is a Christian fitness and lifestyle coach. She's also the founder and creator of Soul Strength Fit, an online faith and fitness program that combines strength training workouts and Bible study. Now, she developed this program as a busy working mom herself, trying to find ways that she could get into the word of God and have Bible study in the morning, but also fit in a workout before work. And this is what she's come up with. And she's going to be sharing with us how we can be more successful in combining these two things for our own health goals and our life. Now, one of the things that Kelly talks about in our interview is the importance of scheduling and making time, setting our priorities up. Now, this is something that is important for all different areas and parts of our life. And this is why we have a free course called Weekly Success Planning. I highly encourage that you check it out by going to weeklysuccessplanning.com or you can learn more at yourliferocks.com. All right, without further ado, let's get into my interview with Kelly. Kelly, welcome to Redefining Balance Podcast. I am so excited to have you on for this discussion. Like I said before, any time that we can combine two different areas of life, like we're going to do today with faith and health, it just makes my heart happy. (laughs) It takes away some of the overwhelm. So I'm so excited to be learning from you today. But before we get into everything that you have to share with us, share with our audience a little bit more about who you are. Thank you. I'm so excited for this conversation also. It's so fun to be here. So my name is Kelly Wenner, and I'm the founder and creator of Soul Strength Fit, which I think I would just summarize briefly as an online faith and fitness ministry for women. It combines daily devotionals with Bible study, strength training workouts. I've also completed season one of Soul Strength Fit Kids. So this is super cute for the littles, like Bible story workouts or you know exercise videos. I have a weekly podcast, Devotionals on the Go, which is basically just that. It's like devotionals you can listen to on the go. 
And I do train clients privately as a personal trainer. And last, but of course, not least, I am blessed with an amazing family. I've married for 18 years and I have three girls. So our oldest just started high school last week. And then I've got a middle schooler and one, thank goodness, still in elementary school who start tomorrow. So it's definitely busy in this house. I understand what it's like as a busy working mom. That's a lot. (laughs) I mean, it's funny when we think about things that we're doing in our careers and you're certainly doing some amazing things with what you're doing and providing for people. And then on top of that, you know, we, we add on the high schooler, the middle schooler and an elementary student and all of the things that go into being the parent for, for kids and, you know, really guiding them in their development. It's a lot on our plates. And, and, you know, this is why I always say we, can find balance, but first we need God <laughs> because we cannot handle all of that on our own. Yes, absolutely. And you know, I tell you, I found like over the years, it's a lot on my plate and like in different seasons, it's different stressors almost. You know, I feel like, yeah. wow, the four years were something else, but now we've made it to the teen years and with three girls and I'm like, oh my gosh, the teen years are something else, you know? And and it's, it is, it's, it's different, like finding that balance as a working mom, you know, depending on the stage that your kids are in and all the stages are so important, you know, but they're just so different. So yeah, we're definitely entering that new stage for us entering the teenage stage. And it's purposely like it takes a lot of my time and I purposely want to give it a lot of my time. So time management is definitely important and like being on top of my time and things like that. And I know it's important for all moms. It's important for moms of toddlers, for moms of babies, for moms that, you know, whatever it might be. It's important to be able to manage our day, to manage our time. Yeah. Yeah. And to get in the things that that really matter the most. And and that's what I love about what you do, Kelly, is is the combination of the Bible study and really getting into the Word of God and at the same time, moving our bodies and taking care of our health, because those are things that are, for a lot of us, you know, really high up in our priority list. But when we start looking at the time management of the day, there's just, you know, we have certain limitations. And, and sometimes we have to make some sacrifices or just things accordingly to be able to fit it all in. So talk to us a little bit about your own story and how you kind of came about in doing this type of work. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'll try to keep this like as brief as possible because, you know, truly this has been over years. This isn't just, you know, an overnight quick, but, you know, I I was actually an elementary school teacher for about 15 to 18 years. And that was the time when my kids were little, like, you know, the baby age, then the toddlers, and then coming up to my third baby. And that was busy. I mean, I understand that baby toddler age and trying to get out the door for work. It was a really busy, stressful time. And around that time, my my third was just six months and I was still out on maternity leave. And my husband's company had like layoffs and he lost his job. And it was kind of like just, you know, if anyone's ever been there, it's like the floor was removed from beneath our feet is how I felt. So we really entered a super stressful time of life. And I was just getting ready to head back to the classroom with two toddlers and the newborn baby. And it was a really hard time. And as I'm, you know, my days would start out, like I would always, I've always been a person who would try to take this time in the morning before the kids were up, because I just feel like it wouldn't happen otherwise. And so my mornings were so quick. And it was like, I have maybe 40 minutes. 
And I really want to try to dig into my Bible. And I really want to try to get in some exercise, you know, because losing the baby weight, you know, and this is like my one time to do it. And, you know, I remember like sitting down at the counter and my heart was there. I would sit down with my Bible, but, you know, I really just wasn't, I didn't really have the structure. I didn't really, you know, and it would kind of almost be like a quick prayer. God, please just lead me where you want me to go today in my Bible and kind of like open up and point. And then this is the chapter I'm reading today, you know, and, and kind of just trying to throw together a quick workout at home in my living room before the kids were at like getting my day started. And I would say, you know, my husband's whole job situation like that had a part to play because it was just about this time. I feel like God started putting this on my heart. I had previous personal training experience. Like I was a personal trainer actually before becoming a school teacher, but I just was getting this itch of like, I don't know. I've spent 15 years at the school. I've spent 15 years in a classroom and they've gone by in a flash. And it was just that, you know, almost just thought like, I don't know if I want to do this the rest of my life. And we got to a point with him as he was considering where he was going to his career path. You know, and he said to me one day, like, I just I feel like it's given me the opportunity to really consider what I want to do with the rest of my life. And I felt like envious, you know, and I thought, like, why can't I have that choice? I want to choose what I'm going to do the rest of my life, too. I don't know that. But it kind of felt, you know, a little bit stuck. It's like, what else could I possibly do? And just doors opened, actually, really God opened doors. And right around the time that I was really considering, like, I don't know if I want to continue doing this, just an awesome opportunity landed at my feet with like a a private trainer that we knew moving to Utah who handed her clientele over. And we kind of did this in a time basis where it ended at the end of a school year. And I took the leap and went back to the fitness industry. But just for me, I felt like there had to be greater purpose. I just feel like, you know, I can't, we can't just seek like a great body and vanity because it's just, it's not a strong enough why. And I felt like, you know, as a school teacher, I had purpose and I just wanted to feel like what I did had purpose. And, you know, I'll kind of cut back on the story a bit, but, you know, just the idea of putting these two together. Also, I think from being a school teacher for so long, like I understood the value of kinesthetic learning. You know, I would get kids to learn spelling, spelling words with jumping jacks. And we would, you know, I I mostly taught English and writing. And it's like there was a lot of ways you could get their bodies involved. And it's a different kind of learning. And the same applies for adults. I mean, when I listen to scripture in the middle of a workout and in the midst of a stretch or in a child's pose or, you know, whatever it might be, like it's a different experience. And so once I kind of started to realize this, you know, there was a lot of shut doors along the way, but we eventually got to this point. (laughs) And I would say that took about three years, even though it was kind of a long answer. That's like the short version (laughs) of kind of how we got here. But, you know, they say you kind of create it for your avatar. And to some extent, me long ago in those early mornings at 5 a.m. when I was trying, my heart was there and I wanted to open up my Bible. I wanted to get in some kind of workout before heading off to work and then being a mom the rest of the day. Like old me is my avatar because I've been there and I understand what it's like. So yeah, and now we've just been that's so good. And I love I love hearing the backstory of how you got to where you are because I think that, you know, sometimes when we're going through our our day-to-day lives, we can kind of 
get lost in the messiness of it and knowing that God has got a plan and and whenever we can look back and be like, well, God had a plan for what you were doing and yeah. the doors he opened and the doors he closed. And we can see it so much when we look back, but we can't always see it when we're in the middle of it. And I think that all of us, regardless of the situation, we're in the middle of something. And so the more that we can kind of point to the hope of the things that God has already done and and let that be our hope for tomorrow is really encouraging. So I love hearing that backstory of how you've been able to build this business of combining both the Bible study and working out. And it is something that is so absolutely needed. Now here at Your Life Rocks, we talk a lot about goal setting and and kind of having that intention for all the different areas of our life. And certainly getting in the Word of God more is a huge intention. And also taking care of our health is a huge intention. But you really have some lies or some mindset things that can kind of hold us back sometimes from reaching your goals. And so I want to kind of dive into those with you. And you kind of already mentioned the first one, which is really about fitness being about vanity. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, as I really kind of consider like even Christian women as a whole, like I feel like there are some things that I feel like for even Christian women specifically could hold them back from really pursuing their own fitness. And I think some of the topics might be like, isn't it just about vanity? Aren't you know, isn't this just about the way I look and things like that? And that's not important. So it shouldn't be a focus of mine. Or isn't it selfish? I'm, you know, utilizing this time or, you know, and so just almost the viewpoint that can be taken that maybe the physical doesn't matter and it's only my spiritual. And I think it is not, you know, all about the vanity. And when we could put that aside, it's like to really realize shallow goals will lead to shallow results. It's just, it can't, it's not going to last forever. It even might last a decade. You know, maybe when we're in our 20s, I'm like, yeah, I just want to look good when I put on a bathing suit and head to the beach, you know, but not a lifetime. It just, it can't last a, a lifetime, shallow goals. And so to really, to find our strong why is super crucial, I think, to really prioritizing your health and fitness. You've got to really believe that it's for creating the better person of like who I could be. It's for creating the better version of the person that I could be. You know, I know as a mom, like I'm personally so much more patient after I've had a great workout. I've relieved a little bit of stress and anxiety, which leaves me a little bit more gentle. I'm just in a better mood. And that's very important. I think, you know, it's a stress reliever. It's one of probably the best stress relievers for people. And um, anxiety, one of the best ways to release anxiety or deal with feelings of depression or any negative feelings that can come. And so it's like right there, it's going to make me, I know, a better mom. It's going to make me a better wife because you know what? He needs patience on my part too. Like, I don't know who requires more patience, our kids or our husbands, but they both. <laughs> so, you know, if we can like see, okay, first of all, here's my way to relieve stress in a healthy manner. Here's my way to relieve anxiety in a way that's going to be not only good for me, it's going to be good for my family. Okay. My kids deserve the best version of me. And not only that, I feel like there's this correlation between developing self-discipline in one area of your life. It does spill out over to other areas. You know, I know if I'm self-disciplined enough to get myself out of bed at like 5 a.m. when I really don't want to and go do a workout, or I can demonstrate self-discipline with my eating habits. And then I'm put in a position that 
I'm maybe, maybe it's my kids. Maybe it's just someone I find a little bit difficult and I'm having trouble biting my tongue or I'm just having trouble reacting in a loving manner. There's this part of me that's like, I know I am strong and I know I'm a strong person and I know I have the self-discipline and self-control to manage myself, you know, and it's because I've built these things. So I feel like when you build self-discipline, no matter what area it is in your life, you are developing yourself as a self-disciplined person. You're growing that fruit of the spirit. And it's a really great way to grow that particular fruit through our health and fitness goals, you know, like our eating habits and our exercise habits. And now you've become a bit more of a self-disciplined, self-controlled person. And, you know, I remember those toddler tantrums. Like I needed self-control and self-discipline during those because teenagers are bad, but oh boy, toddler tantrums, like that requires self-discipline, you know? Yeah. So it's like changing our mindset to focus on some of those reasons, for example, is huge. And I think it's really important to making it something that you want to stick with. Yeah, that's such a great shift from that mental piece of the vanity to really focusing on the other things that you're going to be getting from the workouts, not just vanity. But one of the mm-hmm. things I, I know that I've heard you say before that I think is is really powerful is to thinking about how God can better use you when you feel strong and healthy and confident and all of those internal pieces that it's not about necessarily always how we look, but how we feel when we are strong and and we're working out and we're having that self-discipline. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, isn't it interesting? Just think about like self-confidence as a, a whole. And I feel like the way it changes your output to others, okay? Like this sounds silly, but maybe women can relate like a good hair day (laughs) and you're having a good hair day, you're off at church and like whatever, wherever you might be. And you just feel like you're just talking to everybody. You just feel confident and you, okay. Then like take the flip. And I'm just, again, I'm kind of choosing like silly examples. Like I remember once getting the biggest zit as an adult, like do adults still get those like literally smack in the middle of my forehead. I I don't even know how that happened. And it was crazy. And I was so self-conscious about it. And I noticed like, I didn't really want to look people in the eye. I kind of avoided conversations a little bit. Like I just kind of wanted to, you know, scooch away, like just kind of get back home. And like, I just felt a little bit more embarrassed. You know what I mean? But I just, there's something when you feel a little bit more confident, I feel in the way you put yourself out to others. There is a lot, I feel, with confidence. And, you know, as a mom of three girls, I I think a lot about like, what would I want them to feel? And especially teenage girls now, where we're going through this kind of awkward stage and things like that. And one of the first gifts I feel like I wish I could give them is the gift of confidence because I see the difference it makes in their day. Like I see the difference, like it's just a different experience when you walk in the room and you're feeling confident as opposed to when you walk in the room and you're not. And so, you know, that's a gift I wish I could give my children. I I want to give my children. It's then therefore a gift I want to give myself as well. Like I want to feel that I am doing all I can to feel um, proud of myself, you know, and sometimes the pride we take in ourselves is simply in the amount I'm a hard worker, you know, and I feel good about myself and I, I hold my head a little bit higher. So I think that yeah, our confidence really can go a long way, even in just how we portray ourselves 
to others and to the outside world and maybe how willing you are to take risks on conversations, how willing you are to be open and conversational with others. Hey, I have some exciting news for you. Recently, I updated our free course, Weekly Success Planning, and I cannot wait for you to take it. The new version is shorter, simpler, and designed to get you implementing this cornerstone system in your life right away. Weekly Success Planning is more than just planning the meals and cleaning the house. It is literally setting you and your family up for success for the week ahead. It's about being proactive to reduce stress and increase the feeling of balance, however you define it. This course is totally free and you can get it for yourself at yourliferocks.com. Enjoy. Oh, don't forget to go get the free course. Do it right now. Yourliferocks.com weekly success planning and get started today. Yeah, I love that this is one of those points to be talking about is the the whole vanity piece of it because... I feel like, you know, we can look at it from a vanity standpoint, right? And be like, oh, well, I want to work out because I want to have nice toned arms. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, when I also think about the flip side of it, I do a lot of public speaking and it's not, it's something that I feel like God has called me into doing. It's not something that I would choose for myself. I would much rather just, you know, be (laughs) home (laughs) and not be on stage and talking and doing those things. But I do feel like it's something that God has called me to do. And I know that there are times that when I have like a speaking engagement and I don't haven't been taking care of my health and I don't always feel the best, like it can really mess with your head when you're going to get up on stage, when I'm getting up on stage to do the work that I feel like God is calling me to do. And I hate that that is something that makes me, I don't want to say it holds me back, but in a way it does. It, It allows me to have these mental games with myself when truly I should just be serving the Lord. And so if I'm, taking care of my fitness and taking care of my health, it does give me more of that confidence to really do the things that God has called me to do. Yeah. It's almost like it steals a little bit of our vibrance. Yeah. You know, just feel more vibrant. I feel more alive. I feel like I've got, you know, just when I right am taking care of myself, you know, and again, it's not always like because my arms are toned or whatever, but you know what? I feel good from the inside out. And that makes a difference when you feel good from the inside out. I mean, it really does. I think also it's like as parents, how important is it for us to set the example, you know, to set the example for our kids. And I feel like it's important for kids to, you know, see us reading our Bible. It's important for kids to see us, our kids, to see us going to church or maybe join, being in small group with others. Because these are things that we're showing them. Like, look, these are valuable things. It's important for kids to see us, for our kids to see us trying to take care of our physical body. Because that's just showing responsibility also. I mean, we're, we're demonstrating the responsibility to take care of our bodies. This is how we encourage them to do that also. You know, we're showing them that we're someone who has self-discipline, who has self-dignity, you know, I have and self-respect. I respect myself enough to take care of myself. And now therefore we can kind of expect the same from them. You know, like how could we expect our kids to demonstrate delayed gratification if honestly at the end of the day we can't demonstrate that, say when it comes to like our eating or things like that, you know? And yeah. Absolutely. And I think that this brings us to that second lie that you have, which is I should be spending my time taking care of others and not myself. Right, right, right. And, you know, just think about the grand scheme of your children's day. You know, I was just thinking about this today because I just, just before recording this, I took my middle daughter over to school. We're trying to set up her locker. 
And, you know, we just kind of had a juggling act today because actually my husband had a work call as well at the same time. And so we're both like, who, wait, who's taking care of the kids right now? And, you know, and, and you think about the amount of time you want to give your kids during the day. And I'm really prioritizing, especially now that my oldest started high school. I'm like, I got four years left with her. I'm prioritizing every single pick up and drop off to school, every single you know amount of time I can spend with her. But in the course of her day, if I were to take 30 minutes to you know come out a better person, like the, that 30 minutes away from trying to put into her day is not going to hurt her. Like, and in fact, it's going to benefit my kids, you know, and to really just understand. And I know we get so, you know, you walk in the house and now there's laundry and dishes and the kids want your attention and it can be really, really hard, but to really just get to the mental mindset that, you know, maybe not this one workout is going to make a difference, but like over time, workout after workout and, you know, healthy eating after healthy eating, like these things build up. And it's going to make me a better person. You know, you think of like a mom at the end of the day who's tired, who's grouchy, who's just really not at her best place to be her, you know, her best as a parent. And then it's like, well, let's look at her day. She didn't get enough sleep. She ate really crummy foods. You know, she's been on social media for the last hour. Of course, she feels grouchy. You know, and it's like, but to think of the ways that we could put into ourselves so that we do feel good, like my kids will be benefited from that. And to just be able to remind ourselves that like the people around me are going to be benefited. I'm not stealing time from them, but I'm just going to make the time I have with them better. And maybe just shifting our mindset, just that little tweak. All I'm going to do is I'm going to improve the time that I do have with them. And, you know, that being said, too, like, it's okay to involve your kids. Like, the little ones can be around. You know, I have a lot of members who take pictures, and it's like, there's their toddler, you know, and I know it's hard to do a workout with a toddler, but like, they're picking up the weights, you know, or since COVID, I've gotten into the habit now of taking walks with my older girls. Um, and it's like a really valued time together, you know, and I feel like involving your kids on the journey can be really great too. And even with your struggles, like, you know what, I'm trying to eat a certain way. I'm trying to eat like in whatever it might be and to tell your kids, I mean, especially if they're old, you know, depending on the stage you're in, but like, Hey, help me today. When we go out to dinner, remind me that I wanted to order like, you know, some chicken and veggies or some salad, just remind me, help me stick with this, you know? And like they join in and they take part and it's like, we can include our family in this journey. And it's a good thing to do that. It's a good thing to let them know, like, you know what? Yeah, taking care of your health is worth it. And and I see that it's doable because I see my mom trying and she's trying and she's doing it. You yeah, know? I love that. You know, we were talking about this combining faith and health, but really it's combining faith, health and parenting. When we think about this, the second lie of, of spending time just taking care of yourself and not taking care of others. But when you do incorporate your family into it, it's a way of helping you be a better parent as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, all of our kids are going to grow up all of our one day, we're going to need to launch them off into the big wide world. And hopefully we'll have taught them to be responsible in in all areas of their lives. But health and wellness is so huge. I mean, mental well-being and physical health tie together so strongly. There's just, there's no denying that, you know? And so if I can teach them how to take care of them, like if I can teach them how to take care of themselves 
physically in order to really benefit their mental health as well. As I eventually launch them off my first one in four years, I mean, that's going to be a really like big win as a parent. And it's definitely something that I, I hope to be able to do. Yeah, that's so good. Now, your your third lie and mindset shift to focus on is that it doesn't matter if you're fit and healthy or how you treat your body, your testimony is more of your character and not your body. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so, you know, really, like, let's just imagine what the Proverbs 31 woman would be like today. Isn't that fun to picture her today? And I really can picture, like, her strong arms, ready for any task, and, you know, I, I see her waking up early. I see her working diligently. She's industrious. I can't imagine that she wastes a ton of time on Netflix or social media. I mean, to really get a modern day mental image of what Proverbs 31 woman would look like. And then now, can I emulate that? What character traits will that require? Okay, it's definitely going to require, you know, self-discipline when we think of even some of the fruit of the spirit that we can be growing in this way. And it's going to require energy in order to do that, right? And in order to have the energy to live this kind of life, I mean, I really do have to, it's like you can't keep putting bad gas into a good car and expect it to continue to function the way that you want. Like we need to gas ourselves up correctly. We need the proper rest. We need we need to take care of ourselves properly in order to be the industrious woman that she is. So I, and I really just picture her as being, you know, having self-respect, having self-dignity. I picture her as, as, you know, we know that her children arise and call her blessed. And I feel like, you know, just in all ways, she gives all she can to the people around her. But I know it comes from a strong inner person. And so I feel like trying to develop the habits of being that strong inner person is what the goal is. And this requires like a trade. And it's another way we can kind of flip our way of thinking about the whole thing is we simply make a trade when it comes to our eating, when it comes to our exercise, et cetera. So like, for example, years ago, I had major stomach issues, you know, like my gut and like, all, you know, just stomach problems. It led me to giving up gluten. And so many people might say like, oh my gosh, I can never give up gluten. It's so restrictive. So if we think of, you know, exercise and healthy eating as being restrictive, it's kind of demoralizing. It's hard to maintain. But if we kind of think, you know, what, I'm just making a trade. I gave up gluten for a better life, honestly, because my stomach felt so much better that it really just was a trade for gluten for a happy tummy, you know, and I choose not to eat that now. So I'm just, I'm trading gluten, you know, here's the gluten and I'm going to keep like, you know, healthy, just the, a, a better feeling. So like getting rid of the restrictive mindset, I think is super important when it comes to exercise. You know what? I'm trading this extra downtime on Netflix or Facebook or whatever it might be, like staying up late for getting up early so I can squeeze in my workout. I'm going to trade that time for this time so that I can take care of myself, you know, and just like, I'm just going to make this trade. And that's kind of just all we're doing. We're trading this for that in order to either show the self-discipline or just improve our energy, improve our strength, improve our calm and patient demeanor, you know, and I think that mindset shift can help, can be helpful. 
I love that. I love that that it's like these simple mindset shifts that really bring us back to the character that the Bible calls us to be. But we find that through fitness. Now, I love these tips and I love that it's just a simple mindset shift. Now, if people want to learn more about what you do and your Bible studies and how you incorporate fitness into that, where can they best find you? Oh, so definitely um, soulstrengthfit.com. And that's where you would find the complete, you know, membership site program. That's also where we host Soul Strength Fit Kids. Soul Strength Fit Kids is also broadcast on Shalom Media. I don't know, but I think probably easier to find it on the site. We do have some Soul Strength Fit Kids on YouTube as well. And I'd say maybe about 10% of videos are also on YouTube, you know, just to, you know, kind of check out. Devotionals on the go, that's where you can find any podcasts, apples and whatnot. So Devotionals on the Go is my my podcast. And that kind of gives a very strong feel for what the devotionals, both you know, the daily devotionals that go in the program as well as the devotionals in the workouts would sound like. Yeah. So those are the places you would find me. Fantastic. Now any parting advice that you have for any of the busy working moms out there listening? You know, one big tip I would give is to start small. And a lot of times people get overwhelmed and I feel like that's the biggest stumbling block. And because they can't change everything, I can't do a 30 minute workout. I can't do clean eating. I can't do it all. They end up doing nothing. I mean, just imagine if we took the all or nothing like mindset to other areas of our life. Like there's no way I could possibly be kind and patient all the time. So I'm just not going to do it at all. You know, it's just, we would, we would not really get anywhere. So starting small, even with five minute chunks of workouts, what you just want to really focus on is just building the habits and building your identity. I am the person, I am the kind of person who can commit to a workout, even if it's five minutes. And let that five minutes grow into 10 and eventually more. But just start small, build the habits, and then create your identity of the person that you want to be. And from there, let it grow and blossom. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your wisdom and sharing a lot of this insight with us on how we can really excel both in growing in our faith and our fitness. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun and it was so great to talk with you. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today. Just because the show is over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Hit subscribe and dive into another episode or jump on over to my YouTube channel for more content to help you thrive as a working mom. Ready to get into action? You can find a number of resources at yourliferocks.com, including the free weekly success planning course. Sign up for free at yourliferocks.com. Talk to you soon.